Good morning, everyone. Joyce here. Hope everyone's had a good weekend. Uh, so today we look at the gospel. I'd like us to focus our attention on the gospel of today, the Beatitudes, all these paradoxes that are just being thrown at us by Jesus. This is the his first, the CCC says, as the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it continues here and is the first proclamation of salvation. So it's very important. And uh, in the first verse itself, uh, Jesus says, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And I was thinking to myself, why, why such so much of detail, minute detail, going up the mountain? And the CCC has an answer to everything practically. Uh, uh, commence this. It says very important. So the CCC says that the word of God was announced on Mount Sinai when God gave the law of Moses in the Sermon of the Mount. So Christ proclaimed the new law. And where did he proclaim the new law? Which fulfilled the Mosaic law. And it was on a mountain. So it's quite interesting. Uh, a sentence which we can just just go, oh, we went up the mountain. So it's very interesting. This is a new law that he's prescribing. And uh, the Beatitudes, uh, it carries on to say in the CCC, the Beatitudes are at heart a portrait of the countenance of Jesus Christ because every promise of the Beatitudes, every uh, requirement of the Beatitudes, Jesus himself is a personification of it. And as I was reading the Beatitudes, I was, this morning when I was just, Looking at the Beatitudes, I was thinking to myself, my gosh, uh, why don't I... I was asking the Holy Spirit, just nudge me, just tell me something. And uh, the Holy Spirit prompted me to do this. Uh, you know, you know, we've all had a report card in our past, right? Our, how we fare, where, how we do, you know, how we are doing in our studies. So uh, the Holy Spirit prompted me this morning to make a checklist. Uh, and I... I Took my took out my journal, and I uh, wrote my Beatitudes checklist. So this is a checklist for me to see where I stand with the Beatitudes. Is there something of the Beatitudes that I'm not fulfilling in my life, and that should be quite worrying. Uh, that if I just carry on with life and not even paying a regard to what Jesus' first sermon was. And just ignoring that and looking at all the other promises, then I really fall short. So I've, I've got it in my prayer journal now. It's stamped, it's sealed, it's there. So I've told myself that, that this is going to be there. And every time I fulfill one requirement, there are eight Beatitudes in total. So every time I fulfill one requirement, I'm just going to mark a date and a cross-reference. Okay, a very quick, this is what I did to show me that, yeah, I'm on the right track. Now let's look at the Beatitudes very quickly, um, the, the eight Beatitudes. Just, uh, yeah, so the kingdom of heaven. So the first one says, uh, the kingdom belongs to the poor in spirit, who receive the word of God with humility, the CCC say, explains. And it says that the, this phrase was applied to those Israelites who living righteously sought the kingdom of God. And there are many trials and tribulations. We know that they were just so completely torn with all these trials and tribulations. So it identifies with people like that. So the CCC carries on. It says, though the Beatitudes point to eternal happiness, those who live them will find happiness amid suffering. 
on earth. I, I really, that is so paradoxical. Happiness amid suffering. So I am suffering and yet I sense there's the, the happiness, the joy of the Lord is inside of me. And I think that's what many martyrs, they were just like, they rejoiced as they went to their, to their as they were being martyred. So this is something which is very characteristic and very unique to, to Catholics, our Catholic saints, that, that, that there is so much of joy in suffering. And this is what the first um, Beatitude calls us to. And they are comforted by the knowledge that, that they can offer up their suffering to God. So all of our sufferings, it's not directed, no vengeance towards man, but just directed towards God. So that makes the suffering more, uh, it's, it's, it, makes it, it makes it more worthwhile when it's directed to God. Now those who mourn, the second one says, blessed are those. Now the Hebrew, original Hebrew or translation, you can substitute the blessed are with you are in the right place. You are in the right place. So uh, it says, blessed are those who mourn, so you are in the right place when you mourn. Blessed are the meek, you are in the right place when you are meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, you are in the right place. So you are in the right place, you are in the right place, you are in the right place. When all these things are happening, when all these negative things, so-called negative things are happening to you, you are in the right place. When you react and uh, react in the way crisis is commissioning us to. So those who mourn include those who suffer out of love for others, afflicted by the reality of sin and its consequent, consequent alienation from God. Some of them have these, some have this burden for souls that when, 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 when they see how much souls are lamenting, how much they're far away from God, there is this sense of mourning God and the sense of burden for the other, the sense of, and, and with the burden comes the, uh, the, the next action. I want to pray for them. I want to bring souls to Christ. I want to bring them to, to, the, to the heart of Jesus so that they will find love that they truly seek and desire. If we do not mourn that people, according to the CCC, are being afflicted by the reality of sin, if we do not mourn their alienation from God, we just don't care. It's just me and my God and all, all else, all others can just be damned, so to speak, literally. So if we don't have this burden for souls, Jesus is calling us today in the Beatitudes that, that it's right, it's a right, we are in the right place when we have a burden for others. And the next one, the meek, the CCC uh, 716 says, and 1716 says that the meek are those who seek to imitate Christ by showing kindness and gentleness towards their neighbors. Ugh, we all need this, don't we? kindness and gentleness our neighbors sometimes they can be so annoying the people we work with can be so annoying uh, or we think them to be or we are annoying to them but that's where the examine comes in but then kindness gentleness to just have the sense of calm this gentleness that uh, that, that, that that the Lord calls us to so we are blessed behind the right place when we react with kindness it moves on. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Who are these people who hunger and thirst for righteousness? Because the Lord says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. You are in the right place when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. 
and the CCC explains this in 1716 it says are those who have a sense of urgency both to lift the gospel and to spread it to others it says that missionary zeal I hunger I thirst for righteousness and I want to spread it out I want to just share it with others that zeal that missionary zeal and the next one blessed are the merciful in verse 7 for they shall obtain merciful and who is and the CCC explains the merciful are compassionate with respect to the suffering defects and needs of others compassionate beings uh, we'll all be living saints if we follow all these beatitudes so yes I urge you have the checklist to ask yourself to ask yourself to ask myself am I being merciful am I being compassionate with respect to the suffering the defects even some people can really rile us up you know can really uh, and how am I reacting am I merciful to their defects just like God is merciful to my defects and they assist the suffering and are always ready oh but always, my gosh. Oh, it just hits hard, no? Always ready. In season, out of season. When I feel like it, when I don't feel like it. I push myself against my will, against my fleshy desires. I am always ready to overlook and forgive false. Ooh, overlook and forgive false, my gosh. I think the more... Uh, how do we do this? The more I sense and I feel that in my wretchedness, God has forgiven me. And then I realize, my gosh, what others have done is just nothing. Because I know who I am. And if God in his great compassion and mercy has forgiven me, what right do I uh, have not to forgive the others? Did I say it right? Yeah. How can I not extend the same forgiveness that God has extended towards me? And we look at Jesus on the cross. That's why the the, blessed, the Beatitudes is just Jesus himself is practicing. He is everything that he says. And uh, in uh, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Ah, the merciful, the pure in heart, and the CCC explains, have purity of intention to align their wills and minds with God's. Uh, to be always aligned my will is aligned uh, coming against myself I want to do this uh, casting away especially myself this impulsiveness to just put it aside to align myself to align myself to God's will to always be on track and uh, the pure in heart have purity of intention to align their wills and then it moves on to say they give special emphasis to chastity as a liberating virtue that leads to contemplative prayer and charity so chastity leads in in, in all of our states whether married with a single even me as a married person as a, as a single as a consecrated individual as a priest as a, as a nun we all called to live a life of chastity because we cannot be impure in our minds, in our thoughts, and in our what we see, uh, especially on on Netflix, like yeah, fast forwarding all those scenes, because somehow you you never know what it does inside of our minds. But at the same time, when we fall, at the same time when we fall, we can always in the thing is when we fall, his arms are always there, his hands are always there out stretch just to lift us up the Holy Spirit lift me up and he comes 
And many of us can attest to the fact how the Holy Spirit comes in our temptation and just lifts us up and helps us through our struggle. And finally, they shall see God. This is the reference to heaven. Where the saved behold, saved behold God's face to face in the beatific vision. And yeah, the, the last one, blessed are the peacemakers. They not only seek their own reconciliation with God and, and neighbor, but also seek to help others reconcile. Oh. So it's not just between me and my God. Christianity, yesterday the priest was saying in his sermon, it's a relational, uh, it's very relational in its whole institution, God, Trinity, relational. So it's not just me and my God, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm good with God and I'm good with neighbor. But if others are struggling to help them to, to, to come together, to make peace. So yeah, another checklist, which, uh, yeah, so I hope that um, I've been able to help us get a clearer picture of the Beatitudes. And yeah, if you have any thoughts, do feel free to write in. I'd really love that. I'd really love to be inspired by you. God bless and have a nice day.